Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate. Uh, anyway, so uh, speaking of dopes, there are some dopey people out there who will look at this $500 million figure and compare it to the uh, $265 million figure that Raw was getting on their, uh, which Raw is getting on their current contract, but that's an oversimplification. What people have to understand is this new Netflix deal also rolls in the vast majority of the international rights deals for Raw as well, with the exception, we think, of the Middle East and North Africa, the the which is uh, the the Mina contract, which uh, is according to a J.P. Morgan estimate, and this is coming from WrestleNomics, is worth about twelve million dollars a year. And there was also confirmation from Nick Khan this morning on Bloomberg that India is not involved in the deal either. And the current India deal, again, according to J.P. Morgan estimates, is about forty three million dollars a year. But with the exception of those two regions. Netflix is now going to have not only the global rights to Raw, but outside of the United States, they're also going to have the PLEs and the Mm -hmm. SmackDown reruns and NXT reruns and all of that. Essentially, the WWE Network is finally going away full stop. Right. It's internationally people. Right. That's all going to be rolled into the Netflix deal as well. So now when you consider that, that 500 million doesn't look like the massive increase that it appeared to be based if you judged it strictly against the 265 million. And I thought WrestleNomics did a great job today. He put together a nice handy chart for, uh, for dopes like me. So it's nice and easy to understand when you look at the, the, uh, when you combine the, the, the raw, uh, raw, the, uh, the current raw deal of 265 million with the estimated rights fees for the rest of the world, excluding India and Mina, well, you're talking about about 300, a little under $380 million. So then the $500 million is a raise, but it's it's a significantly smaller raise than it looks like with the initial reports because they're not jumping from 265 to 500. They're jumping from about 380 to 500. And oh, by the way, that includes what used to make up the network you know, internationally as well. So Brandon's estimate is that's about a 30% raise Mm -hmm. all told. Uh, I heard Meltzer on his audio. He was a little more aggressive. Uh, His estimate for the, for the international, for the international plus uh, domestic raw rights was, was a little less than Brandon's. He estimated at about 335 million. So he's calling it about a 50% raise. And uh, our guy, I went and got a third opinion, too, from Arturo Galetti, who some people might know as American Numbers, who does some uh, stuff for for the site and, and and also is a numbers and stats geek. He put his estimate at somewhere around 40 percent. But as you can see, everybody's in the same ballpark, somewhere between 30 and 40 percent. It should be noted that when uh, Ari Emanuel, uh, the last time he spoke about what kind of a raise he thought they were going to get for this, uh, his estimate was somewhere around 1.4 times, which would come out to about a 40% raise. So that's right in line where all of these industry estimates 
that I gathered today are coming in, anywhere between 30 and 50%. So you want to split it down the middle and call it 40% because, you know, a lot of these estimates are just that, they're estimates. But uh, the fact that everybody came in right around the same ballpark tells us uh, that that they're likely pretty accurate. So um, all told, you can't call it a bad deal. When you have a deal that could potentially make you $5 billion in rights fees, that's obviously not a bad deal. Do I think this is a fantastic deal? Do I think this is a, a, a tr- just an outstanding out of left field? I can't believe they got that. No, I don't. I think it's, I think it's a, a fair deal leaning towards being a decent deal. I, I mean, I don't think this is a spectacular deal. I, 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 know, I don't. And, and the reason I really don't is the thing that we talked about a little bit earlier, the, all the power is in Netflix's hand of this entire deal. Now, obviously, they're paying them five billion dollars, so it's like, yeah, that that's that's a nice chuck and change, getting five billion dollars for you know, potentially, potentially five hundred billion dollars, five hundred million dollars a year. If we want to just call it that, just let's let's go easy with that. Yeah. We'll do the five hundred million a year because that five billion is, they, they is, is a potential. Out after five exactly. Years. They, they, they get don't. The hell out of yeah, it. they might not pay them five billion dollars. So, what? Let's go. Actually, it works better to talk about that 500 million as well, because so now that 500 million is locked in. As far as we know, there was nothing said in any of the press releases, in any of the reports, in any of the trades, in any of that sort of stuff that said that after that five years or after that 10 years or after that 20 years or whatever, that WB can renegotiate with Netflix and that they can get to the table and, and, and maybe work out new numbers or anything like that. That seems pretty locked in stone, that 500 million. Now, again, 500 million is 500 million. That's a good chunk of change to get in 2024. Is that going to be a good chunk of change to get in 2034? Is that going to be a good chunk of change to get in 2044? Like, that is where I have a little bit of, of qualms about this deal is that this seems very recession proof for Netflix, but maybe not, you know, or, or, or inflation proof, I should say, for, for Netflix. Inflation proof. Inflation but, proof. But for WB, it's like, I don't know. Is are you going to look at the landscape in 2034 and look at what's going on in the world and inflation, all that sort of stuff, and think, "Fuck, 500 million's nothing." You know, I don't know where the world's going to go in 10 years or 20 years. But and this is pretty, you know, astute from Brian Alvarez talking on the on the Wrestling Observer breaking news that he did with uh, Meltzer today, saying, "Look, if you look at WWE's deals from 10 years ago, that that." dollar figure was like 180 million or something like that i forget what the exact number was that'd be a ludicrous deal if at that time they signed a 10 or 15 million dollar deal for 150 million dollars per or 200 million dollars per whatever it was was like, it 89 million or something i think it was less than well that was the 2009 one i guess okay, was like okay, 80 okay. I, about the next one yeah i okay. think the next one like we said is somewhere in that 200 to 250 range or whatever it's yeah, some, yeah. wherever you want to call it Let, let's say let's say 250 anyway well, the current one was the current one is two sixty five. Yeah, so you know, even let's go with that one. Let's go with the two sixty five. Let's say that they signed a fifteen year deal for that two sixty five. Well, that's going to look a lot worse in twenty twenty five. That's going to look a lot worse this year if they if if the NBA goes it's, say Raw and WWE is locked into that figure that we talked about the two sixty five or whatever, and the NBA turns around and in a couple of days, which I'm sure is going to happen very very soon, maybe not a couple of days, but very soon, and the NBA signs a deal similar to this one that we're talking about with the Raw Netflix one, you're going to look at that WWE deal and be like, my God, these idiots. Are only getting two hundred fifty million dollars, two hundred sixty million dollars for their thing. The NBA just turned around and got five hundred million, six hundred million, seven hundred million, or whatever. That so I'm a little like, ooh man, that that is really just cashing in all of your chips right now and just saying like, look, this is as good as it's going to get for live sports. This is as good as, it's, and they might be right. They might be right about this, but it feels very risky to say, you know what, 
we're good at this figure and we'll be good at this figure for the next 20 years potentially because there's nothing about Darby having opt-outs. There's everything about Netflix having opt-outs and extensions and all that sort of stuff. So the ball seems entirely in Netflix's court and I have no idea if they can go back at the table and say, hey, whoa, 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 you know, I know you guys re-upped for 10 more years, but look at where the market is right now. We got to go up a little bit more. I didn't see anything in, in any of the reports that said that could happen. So in that case, I don't know if it's a very good deal in, in that sense. And I don't know if we'll know if it's a very good deal until we know what the world looks like in 10 years or whatever. Yeah, it's um, I did see a quote from Netflix and I'm paraphrasing that uh, that, that that part of the negotiations what was Netflix told the WWE that we're, we don't like to be renters. We like to own. So if we can't own then we want a super long commitment. And know that you're not just going to leave us in three years or five years, right? So that speaks to your point that it seems like Netflix uh, got a lot of their concessions here because they wanted the super long-term deal. You know, inflation can make the deal look bad. Look, if this goes the full 20-year term, Mm -hmm. I mean, this could look really bad in 20. You see how fast the landscape changes just in three years or five years. You know, you're talking 2045, you know, 500 million a year. We don't know. That might be nothing for these rights uh, by that point in time if it goes the full term. So it's Netflix that wanted the long term. You can understand why. They not only got the long term, they're the ones that got the out. In five years, they can wiggle out of this thing if they want. You know, if the if, if the bubble does burst. See, Netflix protected themselves Absolutely. from inflation and the bubble bursting. They got it on both ends. The more you peel back the layers on this deal, the more you're like, I don't know how great of a deal this is. Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes... We just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network.